A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode 47 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast coming from you another episode in the AM hour with Father Sean and Nolan Reynolds. What's up? We're dedicated. I would say I'm the most dedicated because I I'm an hour ahead. So But at the same time, Father Sean and I both have things to do today too. So that's fair. Yes, that 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 is fair. But you are up the earliest. That is that is there's no doubt about that. I was up the earliest and this was a day where we've been in rehearsals for about six days, and then we have another five days. So I could so have that's slept eleven. A little, yeah, eleven total days. I could have slept. However, I said no. I'll do that one other day, maybe in May, because I want to do the podcast. So can't you just go back to sleep after this? I mean, probably not. Why? Because it took Nolan 15 minutes to get the record button on, so that was my that was my gap. I had 15 extra minutes, and that was it. So I have to be there at like 9:30. I look forward to finding other ways to waste 15 minutes later on in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is just dedication. That's all. So for all the 10 people listening, we do this for you. Really, I just do it because I like talking to Father Sean and Nolan. I don't necessarily do it for any other reason. And recording it. Yeah, we just record it, yeah. But if it was if it was other people, I'd be like, ah, I might skip this. But because it's you guys, I didn't. Appreciate that. <laughs> it's Appreciate really cold you. outside. It's cold as a you-know-what outside. Gosh. <laughs> no, I don't. Further explain. <laughs> it's Wait it's like eight degrees outside. Is it without really the co- wind. Is it really cold uh, by you, yeah. Justin? Very cold. It was 25 yesterday, so I don't know how cold it is. Like, the 25 is the high, so I don't know how warm it is right now or how cold it is. I'm just looking outside, and it just looks cold. Well, it's um, cold here. So what have you been up to, Father Sean? Well, the pastor's been away, so I've been in charge. Oh, Great. Nothing's happened right now. So you want to hear something crazy? Yes. Yes. This is, I think this explains like the church pretty well. We have um, whoever built our church did not insulate the pipes that are in the sacristy. So for whatever reason, it all worked out fine for like a decade, and then all of a sudden, like it didn't. It, they they started to freeze. So that's not good. They installed a fan that's up in the uh, ceiling of the uh, sacristy that heats the pipes. And then what we have to do is, when it gets below like thirty, we open up all the cabinets in the sacristy so that the pipes, well, in that in that area, so that the pipes don't freeze. And then, and then, when it gets below twenty, we have to set up space heaters. And so there's like plugs and wires everywhere with heaters just pointing at the pipes. Wait, backtrack for a second. So the fan does the heating? 
the, the fan in the ceiling heats the pipes up there. But then we have to set up space heaters to heat the pipes on the floor by where oh. the sinks are. Wow, that sounds like I feel a... like I feel like we might not have the pipe freeze, but we might set the church on fire. Sounds like a, a like a logistical nightmare. And when you're trying to do stuff in there and and making sure altar servers don't trip on wires and heaters. Yeah. Don't get vestments caught in the space heaters. Well, the vestments are at least far enough away. But then I started thinking, if the church burnt down, what do I have in there that I wouldn't be able to replace? And the answer is only my chalice. That's a sick thought that you have to think that. Yeah, yeah. well, I would, I would try to save the Eucharist and my chalice. <laughs> <laughs> but prob- probably only the Eucharist would be saved. I'd have to break open the tabernacle because the key is in the sacristy, so that would be one of the first things on fire. Could you just lift the whole tabernacle? It's too heavy. I think it's probably too heavy. I'd have to probably throw it off the thing so that it broke and then just take all the Eucharist. (laughs) This would be a sick movie. This is, yeah, that would be a great scene. But this is a serious enough issue that you just went into detail on how you would have to save the Eucharist. God forbid the church went on fire. <laughs> I don't think the church is going to go on fire. We've done this before. But it's my fear that because I'm in charge that something will go wrong. That's fair. Has but something it, ever gone wrong while you were in charge? Uh, the, well, the worst thing that I think happened while I was in charge was a woman died in the church. That's pretty intense. Yeah. It was during Man. a baptism. I didn't have the baptism. But... Stumbled down this rabbit hole quickly. It it was actually the last. It was the last day that I was in charge too. During the baptism, a woman who came in with two oxygen tanks passed out. And then uh, the deacon. It was his first baptism at our parish because he moved from another parish to our parish. Wow. So I got there, and all there were all these ambulances there, and they were trying to revive her. So I anointed her, and and they said that she died on the way to the hospital or in the hospital but I think she died in the church and they just didn't want to say that oh my gosh let's see McDonald used to say that's your best bet to get to heaven the best bet just to die right there next to a priest so untitled so. Catholic podcast comes at you fast <laughs> <laughs> and on that note we'll talk to you next time <laughs> yeah so this is a bad uh, segue into talking about um, the Patriots thing huh uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> it kind of matches up. Well, I think no. there's a difference between real disappointment and fake disappointment. Well, well you just jumped. You just jumped. <laughs> jumped ship. There's really no good segue after that story, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I didn't even say anything about the Patriots. You started talking about disappointment, but... It's this whole coming actually, from the Patriots, though. This is yeah. Like, what's really on Father Sean's mind is, is the Patriots. He's trying to think of worse things. <laughs> I have a story, Nolan. Okay. It was. It was. It's, it makes me sound like a degenerate, but that's okay, because I had a situation where we had a, a bracket of uh, like a Super Bowl bracket with a bunch of people, and you, everyone puts twenty five dollars into this big pot, and then uh-huh. you pick on who's going to win the Super Bowl. So if the Saints and Patriots won, I was going to be guaranteed to win with our friend Lorenz. 
so what I was gonna do is if the Saints won, I was gonna make a bet with the Chiefs. So either way, I still had some rooting interest, and then I would win my money back either way. Okay. Hypothetically. So the Saints, hypothetically. So then the Saints blow it. So then I immediately go into it disappointed where I'm like, well, now I lost the $25. Made it fun because we were, it made all the games interesting for me. But then, on top of losing the $25, the Patriots also won. Ugh. It's the worst. It was, and, it was and a bad Sunday. Literally, the only, the only, like, scenario in which I could have lived with the Patriots being in the Super Bowl is would to see Brady versus Breeze. Yeah. Like that was the, that was the only scenario where seeing them wouldn't have been completely awful. Just a little bit awful. And there's, and, there's no And there's not even that. Tom Brady's gonna lose to Jared Goff. There's no way. No. No. He it basically already won. I, I was At no point thinking. yesterday did I feel like they were gonna lose. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was 14 nothing by the second half, right? And even when Kansas back. City came back, they, they, it was just like, well, I mean, obviously they're going to score again now, so who cares? <laughs> Imagine that. Like, it, it, specifically football, but I, I mean in anything. That you're so good that if you have two minutes left, everyone knows you're going to score. Imagine right. being that good. Even the, I bet you, the, the Chiefs knew that they were going to score. Yeah, well, like oh, yeah. there were there were guys on defense like oh man this really stinks they're gonna like come down just run the ball down the field right now and and, and score on us. It's it's a uh, it's when Father Sean I don't know where he went but when he comes back to describe the difference between real disappointment and fake disappointment because everyone's this waiting. Feels like, with this feels breath. like real disappointment. <laughs> this is this does feel like real disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but. Belichick, though. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, I, he's the, he's the worst, but he's the best. I mean, he's the worst, but he's the best. And he, I just look, and the Jets will ne- will never, they'll never make the Super Bowl. Is that real disappointment to think that? I think so. <laughs> it's pretty real to you. <laughs> you just watch that. I'm like this, never. That, that I'm never gonna feel that. Yeah. So now it's this process of how do I convince myself that I don't want to feel it or I don't need to feel it. I, I, well, I don't know. At the end of the day, I know it's not that important, but right. still, I just look and say I want that, but I can't have it. I never will. Well, look, at, at some point over the course of this year, it, it'll stop feeling like such a big deal. The only problem is that next year when the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again, it just repeats yeah. itself. Exactly, <laughs> and it, it's just also kind of silly that people are like, oh, they're, the, they're not going to win, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl, they're the underdog. This proves that people oh, don't I know Oh, I hate that they about. say that. I know. But Are they considering the Patriots underdogs for this? They can't be for the Super Bowl. They consider them the underdogs for the Chiefs game. Right. But they can't be saying that the underdog for um, the Super Bowl. They can't be. No. But Father Sean's back, so now you have to answer the real disappointment versus fake disappointment. Real disappointment is when you go and you're the hospital chaplain. And you try to get to the hospital, and you can't get into the garage because the door's frozen. <laughs> that, is dis- that is real disappointment. Yeah. You got so, space heaters in the garage, too? No. What, what, what we did was 
I went around, opened up the, the garage door, so the lift went up, and then you could get into the regular door by opening it from the inside, because on the inside, the knob's not frozen. Interesting. So, yeah, disappointment comes in all different types of forms. It can be little things, and it can be bigger things, right? Like, if you're expecting something, like you're looking for a job, and you're, you know, it doesn't come through, there's real disappointment there. And then there's, like, little disappointments, like you go to Dunkin' Donuts, and, you know, they don't have the donut that you were waiting all day. Like, I remember one time I had a particularly hard day at, uh, when I was still at Stony Brook. And I really wanted, like, a biscuit from KFC. I don't know why. That's, That's how sad it was. Craving. That's how sad <laughs> yeah. it was that a biscuit at KFC was going to bring me any That's kind a, of joy. That's a really bad <laughs> thing. The biscuit level disappointment, yeah. man. That's rough. And, <laughs> and there's a KFC right by the parish. And I was, like, all day. I was just waiting to have this biscuit. I didn't even care about the chicken. The chicken was secondary. And I got to the KFC, and it was closed. Oh. Like, not closed, like, like, I drove past it a few times, and I was like, it was right here. Where is it? It was, like, closed down and boarded up. And it's now a CBS. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but it's probably going to be. But yeah, like so that's not real disappointment, but it was like a continuation of disappointment. The same thing happened once at Taco Bell. I wanted to have something and they had it out of stock and I remember being so angry because I was like all I, I was waiting all day to have that and that was like the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think when it comes to like those little things, those little disappointments, right? We want to we want to bring them to God. And like if like if if a biscuit's going to be the thing that brings me joy. There's something wrong. Yeah, but if that's true. That's where the homily was. I was going to ask. Right. Just, so, but, but like, I thought you were just going to continue down a rabbit hole of all the fast food places that didn't have what you wanted. <laughs> I mean, let the record show. This was like, each one of these was like a year apart. It wasn't like every week <laughs> I went somewhere and then I didn't have the food or something yeah, you're like that. You trying to go to Taco Bell and... You try to get biscuits once a week. Yeah, this is this is the two times that that happened to me in the three years that I was at Stony Brook. So it wasn't like an everyday occurrence, but we can look at the world like the world's against us. You know what I mean? We can start having this mentality that like nothing ever works the way we want it to, and, and then our we dad can puts it shvetenad. Right, right, and then and then we can we can like every little thing we can see is like an attack against us. Right, so I could be sitting there and be like, "Why do you hate me, God?" There's no taquitos at Taco Bell today, or or KFC's. You know what I mean? Has there and ever been taquitos at Taco Bell? Yeah, they had yeah. chicken taquitos. Eventually, I got them, and they were glorious. Fact checked. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I? You, you understand what I mean? So we we're not allowed to have that mentality when it comes to sports. Then oh, I we can't we, say what was me. Well, we can, but we don't. We don't correlate sports with God. So we, we but it, but it's all connected, right? If we start getting disappointed and, and getting upset about every little thing that happens that goes wrong, right? Like, all right, I don't like the Patriots, and I'm mad that they won, but I'm not like mad to the point where like I have to go into seclusion in the West Wing. That's true. I was like that in high school with the men. Well, I'll say this too. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's I I feel like with when my teams lose, it's even worse. You know, like that that then I am tempted <laughs> to go into seclusion. But we always. But I, I was gonna say like, I think I find like when I'm like closer to God, like when I'm really like, 
when things are going well in terms spiritually, like for me, uh, when I'm in a good place spiritually, I find that those little disappointments don't disappoint me That's so good. much. I find that I find that they that when I'm when I'm spiritually not in a great place, I find that those little disappointments become much worse than they actually are. That's a good, that's a good statement. That's that's true. So I'm really upset that the Patriots it is won. right and just. Wouldn't you say that when it comes to like bigger things, right? Like you can handle certain things to a point. Like little things don't really bother me. Like today, I'm like, all right, the Patriots won. Who cares? I'm gonna get on with my life and root against them in the Super Bowl. And if they win in the Super Bowl, I'm be mad for like, you know, I'll be disappointed for like Couple 20 days. minutes, and then I just I won't watch any sports for the rest of the week, so I don't have to see them celebrating or anything. And then I get on with my life. But it's when other right. things are going wrong, and it's those things are compounded. You know what I mean? That that's when the little things start to get yeah. you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think how where you are spiritually and how you're dealing with those bigger disappointments right, will also right. affect But don't you feel too. like sometimes like you have days where everything just goes wrong? Of course. Of course. And it might actually be just like a series right. of very little things. But we Oh my gosh, it feels like feels like a a Wednesday to me. <laughs> what, what do you mean? It feels like a Wednesday. Wednesdays are the days that everything goes wrong. Like a typical, like a typical Wednesday, the, the day, day of woe. woe. Yeah. Now, I could have picked any. Not day, the actually. day of woo, which is uh, Clubberg's number one trait: being able to woo people. <laughs> woo! I only have the app of Marco Polo still, just for Clubberg. I don't think anyone else uses it except him. Well, speaking of disappointment. And I, I'm the one that introduced Stephanie. Stephanie's going to be disappointed because she still wants to have a, 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 um, a mixed um, uh, podcast episode, but she never responded to those promptings Ooh, that I gave her. Wow. So we'll just leave her in limbo oh, until she sh- proves that she listens. Yeah, Wait, I think so she, she has, has like podcast? three episodes or something like that. Are you saying this as if you're some uh, elitist? It's not about being elitist. It's giving her <laughs> another chance. If she maybe she listens to this one, doesn't listen to the previous one. Well, if she listens to this one, if you, I'm not gonna give her anything to say. She has to find the one where I said that. She's only gonna look at like two or three. Mm. She knows when she sent the message. You have so you if you listen to this one, say you're sorry and find the other one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then say the things that. <laughs> <laughs> And then true disappointment will be when we go on her podcast and we're just ourselves and it's not as good as she thought it would be. <laughs> so, what's what's um, priestly advice then to cope with this stuff? Yeah. Well, I have to say, I had some disappointment, some real Hold disappointment. Hold on. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just asked you a question. You just responded. I didn't hear. I didn't hear your question. Oh, well, the timing of that was really funny. <laughs> I, all I heard was, what's some priestly advice for uh, coping with this disappointment? That it was a silence, and I just heard, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Thought, yeah, about I that. thought you said well, that's some priestly advice on dealing with disappointment. No, what is? You, you didn't say anything. You just 
You're trying to foist our podcast on someone else. <laughs> well, I was actually going to answer that question without even knowing you asked me that question. Really, before I forget. It's almost as if you guys finish each other's. Um, I'll, cut, I'll cut that so it sounds like we said it at the same time. No, I won't. Yeah, I, was <laughs> no, I, won't. I was about to say something, but that has something... And it's just really completely off topic, but I know I'll forget to say it. Um, we have friends that are doing a 10-day fast, or they're not eating for 10 days, and that just doesn't sound healthy. What? So, but they're doing no. like only juices. So the risky drink sc- scale in their lives is sky high. All <laughs> sorts of bone broth. All time high. Weird to, tomato juices and all sorts of stuff that I don't know what is what they are ingesting, but I don't know the risk. So all they do is just drink, drink stuff, stuff all day yeah. for ten days. They just drink <laughs> risky drinks. Yeah, the risky, <laughs> risky drink diet. Drink. What are they fasting for? I know. I, don't know. I know it has to do with the belonging because I get I see their. Uh, Instagram. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure there's a specific intention. I, I just don't know. Anyway, you were saying. I was saying. Priestly, Priestly advice. advice. Yeah, I think one of the first things that we have to do when we when we have disappointment come our way is to pray. And I mean, it sometimes it's hard to do that. But so sometimes when we're like, like just the other day, I had something that was like disappointing and driving me crazy. And, like, I, I was too mad to pray specifically about that. So I started praying for somebody else that I promised to pray for. Like, and I saw I was praying the rosary for that person. Um, and then by praying just in general, I found myself calming down. So if you can't pray for these specific intentions, then I would pray for another intention or something else that you can kind of just focus on your mind in a different direction so that when you're praying... It, you know, it helps. Don't don't pray for more biscuits at KFC. No, I, that exactly, because that wasn't gonna happen. I mean, I don't think it's like a real. It's not. It's not like, um, you know, anything new. Um, and it's probably uh, pretty cliche to a lot of people, but I think it's really, really important that we just pray for the grace to to deal with whatever disappointment we have and to see through it and to see God's wisdom in it and, and, and how we do deal with it. And, you know, even the little trials and challenges that come with it, that come with that disappointment, like whatever reality that disappointment means that we have the ability to, to get through it and to see God's plan at, at work in it, to see it as an opportunity to grow. I think that's where our prayer yeah, belongs. Yeah, and then right, pray for trust. And then sometimes there's like little disappointments that aren't really destroying us. And if we, we, you know, the very Catholic phrase, offer it up, right? When something's not like, like something like the biscuit, right? If it was just the biscuit, right? And like you go in there like, oh, they don't have biscuits or they don't have this. And you're like, all right, I'm disappointed. I'll pray for someone that, you know, that I know is that going, I'll offer this small, small suffering, for somebody else, it starts putting us in the mindset that Who's when things go wrong, serious. we can then make it into something good, and it's not—it doesn't <clears throat> necessarily have to be a tragedy. That's yeah, good. I think the name of this episode should be the biscuit. 
<laughs> just the. How about the biscuit I tragedy? Like the biscuit tragedy. <laughs> or the biscuit. <laughs> or the tragedy of the biscuit. <laughs> I like the last title: raccoons and run-on sentences. <laughs> <laughs> For 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 a podcast that's untitled, we have some I, yeah, pretty clever so. titles for our yeah, individual yeah. episodes. <laughs> um, Nolan, briefly, t- you are leaving tonight for Panama. So that's right. Next time we talk to you, this will be what that's number right. World East Day? This is number five for me. Five, five in, in a row. row. Five in a row. First time going in the middle of winter, which. Because it's in Panama, is actually one of the pretty cool things about this, um, is that you know it's nine degrees here or whatever it is, eight degrees, and uh, you know by this time tomorrow morning, um, I will be in beautiful sunny that Panama. Really awesome. It's ninety it, degrees there. Our, one right. of our friends, Dan Hasselbauer, is there, and he said it was ninety degrees. So that's exciting. Um, that, that, yeah. I mean the the fact that it's a pilgrimage and I don't know if my mind's right for it yet is a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, as we've talked about on the podcast many a time before. But well, yeah, as Father I'm, Rob said, there's two types of people in the world: those who will go to World Youth Day and those who won't. And yeah, Nolan is one who it's will. True. Yeah, over well, he, and he said over and over again. He really said there's two types of. Two types of priests: those who go to World Youth Day and those who don't. Yeah. And Father Sean's here doing the podcast. So I guess he's one that does it. Well, not but this one. Another one. It's hard to go in Especially the middle of when, the winter when, when other things are, are going the, uh, on. You know what, uh, Father Sharon? I don't know how many places out there that World Youth Day could be that would really like tickle your fancy and get you to go again. But the rumor is that the next one's going to be in Portugal. I would be interested in that because of Fatima. That's exactly the reason I would be interested in as well. Yeah, it's it's only places like that that would get me to go. Right. We're looking forward, Nolan, to hear the stories when you come back. There's There's always good stories stories from World Youth Day. So. When do you come back? There's always good stories from World Youth Day. I'll be back um, Wednesday, thirtieth next week. So, so we, over a yeah. week. Sheesh. Yep. We'll have. So we <laughs> could uh, we could fire this puppy up again next week and and shoot the breeze about World Youth Day. We'll need to in order to keep our streak alive. We're doing we so are. well. Well, Sean's been editing. That's right. Been talking consistently. Go us. I, actually, I might be sleeping all day that day, so maybe Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let you, we'll let you get a break, don't you? I would worry. like to get a pre Super Bowl podcast in. I have an idea about that, but well, I think the Patriots are going to win. I'm yeah. just going to say that now. But yeah, okay. the same. I made the mistake of not predicting to go to the Super Bowl in the first place, so. Yeah, I, I, oh, Dan Hasselbauer, who was just mentioned, owes me Wendy's now. Are you going to have it with the bun or without, like, Clawbird? I'm, I'm going to eat it without a bun and eat it with a spoon, like Clawbird. Well, if that's not, if that's not a little bit of triumph in, in the midst of a minor tragedy, <laughs> then I don't know what it is. You're, 
So you're, you're, you're the Patriots won, but you're going to get Wendy's out of the situation. Well, I have to say, as disappointed as I am that they won, uh, you know, let's say the disappointment on a scale of one to one hundred is is forty five that they won, right? The yeah. joy on the scale of one to hundred that I was right is about thirty five. So it makes it only about a ten disappointment now. Okay. That scale made no sense. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, six being the highest. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, you're. One being that the scale made no sense, and ten being that the scale made sense. That was about a point five. Why do you try to be funny? It never works when you try. I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> Go back to sleep. I haven't slept in weeks, and my computer's dying, and I left my uh, power supply at rehearsal, so I actually do have to end this. All right, well, God bless everyone who listened to this podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.